You are listening to Combat Ineffective, The War Room. The Mi-24 Hind. No helicopter represented the Soviet Union during the Cold War more than this. It's big, it's powerful, it's armed to the teeth. And for a few years in Afghanistan, it was more feared than the Soviet Motor Rifle Division. The Mi-24 was the Soviet answer to the question of how to bring heavy weapons to the helicopter and create something much more powerful than the sum of its parts. When the Soviets created this, it was their answer to the American AH-1 Cobra, the world's first dedicated attack helicopter. Before this, all that could be done was to arm a standard helicopter with guns or rockets to provide some means of firepower to the helicopter. The AH-1 was a complete departure from this. It was light, fast, and all it was meant to do was bring fire onto the enemy. With the ability to take on dismounted troops as well as arm armored vehicles and even tanks, it became an extremely potent weapon and a major threat to Soviet tank forces. The Soviets, keen to learn at the expense of the Americans embroiled in the Vietnam War, immediately saw the potential in an attack helicopter. Their own current fleet of helicopters, however, were not the best platform to use. Then in 1964, a newly designed helicopter was created called the V-24, which would then go on to become the Mi-24. This helicopter was not only designed to be heavily armed, with cannons, gatling guns, rockets, and guided missiles, but also heavily armored as well. This helicopter was designed to withstand 12.7mm rounds and keep on fighting. With ballistic-resistant windshields and a titanium-armored tub in the cockpit, it could take punishment and quickly dish it out again. It was also designed to be able to carry eight troops in a crew compartment in the rear of the aircraft. With all of this, the helicopter would have a maximum takeoff weight around 13 tons. And yet with all the armor, weapons, and weight, the Mi-24 was fast. In 1978, a specifically modified helicopter of the Mi-24 set the absolute speed record for helicopters with 228.9 miles per hour or over a 15 to 25 kilometer course. This record stood until 1986, when it was broken by a British Westland Lynx. So it was big, armed, armored, and yet was also extremely fast. And with the helicopter being designed for combat, it very quickly was found to be one of the most feared helicopters anywhere in the world. It first saw combat in the Ogaden War with Ethiopia using them. The combined air and ground assault using the Mi-24 proved to be the turning point and allowed Ethiopia to retake the Ogaden region. In 1979, the first Soviet involvement in Afghanistan began, and soon after, the first uses of the Mi-24 into a war that would become synonymous with the rise and fall of the Mi-24 hind. Early on, the helicopter fared very well against the Mujahideen. It was such an effective weapon that they named the Hind as Shaitan Arba, or Satan's Chariot. In one case, an Mi-24 pilot, out of ammunition, managed to rescue an entire infantry company simply by maneuvering aggressively at the Mujahideen fighters and scaring them away. It became so effective that the Soviet Mi-24 crews in many cases stopped boarding troops in the rear compartment so they could instead remove the rear armor and make the helicopter lighter. They also equipped two PKM machine guns in window bubbles to provide fire to the sides of it. In many cases, the crews brought extra 80mm rockets with them on missions so they could simply land and reload for more strikes. 
the Mi-24 became the favorite of frontline Soviet troops because of their ability to stay with the troops and provide fire support at a moment's notice, unlike the fixed-wing aircraft which should only stay around for a few moments before needing to head home for fuel. The only defense early on were heavy anti-aircraft machine guns, but anything smaller than 23mm was usually ineffective. However, these guns were big and heavy to move and transport. They were also no match for an Mi-24 that would descend down from high altitude and come in on an attack run. Early attempts to counter the Mi-24 using the SA-7 Strela and the FIM-43 Red Eye Manpads were ineffective at stopping the Mi-24 on the battlefield. The first real successes were in using the RPG-7. However, an RPG-7 is not a guided weapon, and an observant pilot can simply move out of the way of an incoming RPG before it hits. The RPG-7 also has a large backblast area, which would not only create a telltale dust cloud, but could also injure the gunner firing the weapon. Then in 1986, a new weapon was given to the Mujahideen, the FIM-92 Stinger Missile. If you liked this video so far and would like to know more about the fight against the MI-24, then you will like the movie Charlie Wilson's War, starring Tom Hanks, Julia Roberts, and the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. It is a great movie for history buffs. Consider purchasing it in the link in the description. All purchases from that link go to support this channel. Check the link below in the description. The Stinger quickly proved its effectiveness against the Mi-24, and indeed all aircraft the Soviets were operating in Afghanistan. With a much improved infrared seeker and resistance to de decoying by flares, this began to give the Mujahideen a weapon that could keep the feared Mi-24 away. While the numbers of the Mi-24 downed were not that large in terms of numbers, they did make changes to tactics in how the Soviets employed the Mi-24. The Hind began to be used to shield transport aircraft flying in and out of Kabul in what their pilots called mandatory matrasovs, after a Soviet hero who threw himself in front of German machine guns to clear a path for his comrades to break through. While the helicopter is very powerful and a fast attack bird, it clearly has some significant issues that lower their effectiveness on the modern battlefield. The biggest is the infrared signature of the hind. Those big engines put out a lot of thrust and horsepower, but they create a lot of heat for their effort. While an Mi-24 is never meant to go into the most heavily defended areas with much more effective air defense weapons, they still have shown to be very vulnerable to shoulder-fired missiles. This has even been seen as late as November 2020 when a Russian Mi-24 was shot down by an Aziri manpad near the border with Nakhchivan. The helicopter was also not designed as an all-attack platform. Rather, it was designed as a heavily armed gunship. This is similar to the UH-1 gunships employed by the Americans in Vietnam. The ability to carry troops when the Mi-8, Mi-17, and even the massive Mi-26 are much more suited for the role is not necessary. The Mi-24 was designed to be the Swiss Army knife of helicopters. It was designed to be a gunship, a bomb platform, a close support aircraft, a transport helicopter, and in some cases as a medevac helicopter. The truth is, is that it was a jack of all trades and a master of none. When it was first introduced, it clearly was in a league of its own, but in just nine years the helicopter was shown to be lacking. The Soviet Union and later the Russian Federation went forward with the Mi-28, the Ka-50, and the Ka-52, all of which were designed from the start as attack helicopters. 
But if the Russians designed brand new helicopters after the Mi-24, then how come we can still see these in service from Syria to the Caucasus to Africa and even Central and South America? For a few reasons. The first is that the Mi-24 costs less than a million dollars per helicopter. The Mi-28 and Ka-50 both cost around $15 million each, and AH-64 Apache cost around $35 million in 2014. Even the AH-1 Cobra costs a cool $10 million. So they are fairly cheap to build. Compare this to the 126 of the Mi-28 Havoc and the 2400 AH-64 Apaches built. While the golden years of the Mi-24 may be well behind it, this feared flying tank of the Soviets will still be flying for many years to come on the battlefield, and we may well see it upgraded further as the Russian replacements still lack the numbers to fully replace these even in their own forces. Combat Ineffective would like to share our condolences to our general-level patron, Richie, at the loss of his father to cancer on December 29, 2020. We would like to thank our supporters on Patreon, including general-level patrons Richie and Carlos Suarez, along with our captains and sergeants in the credits. If you wish to support this channel, then click the Patreon link below in the description. If you want a more action-packed thriller that deals with the Mi-24 and the Stinger missile, then consider getting The Cardinal of the Kremlin by Tom Clancy on Audible. This is an awesome book and is actually one of my favorites. Thank you for watching this video. Please like and subscribe and share this with your friends on social media. Be sure to comment below and follow us on Twitter at Combat In Effect 1.